We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm just kidding around that. Got to hit Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. lot to react to here. A ton. More than we expected this morning on a Friday. News breaking everywhere in the big one. The Eagles have granted Darius Slay permission to seek a trade. We'll get to all your uh, takes on the lines. Let's go to uh, Elliot here. Elliot True Parks joining us as uh, we react to all this. Elliot, what do you make of the uh, the Slay thing? And you, when you were on with us a couple days ago, you... You did hint at that there's probably something to watch for Slay here because that cap number, the way it was, was, was too big. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they have two players they're going to have to do something with, and that's Darius Slay and Lane Johnson. Now, I don't think Lane Johnson is going anywhere, so his deal, I would expect, if not today, definitely at some point before Monday, you'll see him restructure that deal in a major way. So the other one is Darius Slay, and as the report indicated this morning, uh, they've given him permission to seek a trade, and... You know, I don't think this means Slay is definitely gone. I, I do think this could be a case of go out there, see what deal you can get. Maybe we'll match it. Maybe we won't. And just a little bit like the Lamar Jackson situation, but also like the Lamar Jackson situation. I think we would all agree it's probably not a great sign that this is happening. So ultimately, do I think Slay is back next year? I'd put it at less than a 50% chance. And it's a big loss. I, I think if he's gone it is a big loss to the secondary what do you like i know we're speculating here but what do you think the market is potentially going to be for a corner of, of Darius slay's age it's a great question now there's two ways to look at it like from a financial perspective and from a trade perspective mm-hmm. right because if eagles if eagles move him what are they going to get back i think you're probably looking at something that'll be a deal where maybe it's a, a fifth that could become a fourth or a, maybe a fourth that could become a third i still think he has value like we can talk about comparing him and James Bradbury and him and other corners. The bottom line is there's a difference between being that number one corner and being that number two corner. And Slay, his entire career has been somebody that, deep, that defensive coordinators can say, okay, you go line up over there on that number one guy, and you can feel just about as good as you can with any player. You know, are there maybe four or five corners in the league that are better than him? Maybe, but ultimately he has been that guy. So, so I think – for, an, for an, another team acquiring somebody like that, especially if you're a contender, there is a ton of value in it, even at his age. Maybe it's a two- or three-year deal that he gets with his new team if that's where this ends up. But I do still think there, there is value. Elliot, do you think part of this, if, if this does happen, if they do trade him, could, could signal the Eagles maybe are interested in being active in free agency more than we think? And I don't mean for the guys that, that are their guys. I mean for other players, for you know guys we're not even talking about right now that are 26, 27 years old that have hit free agency. You know, Maybe they want to clear some space here to go after and add to this team with, with players from other teams. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would be really surprised if Slay, Bradbury, and Gardner-Johnson are all gone. 
I think if you move on from Slay, that means Gardner Johnson or Bradbury are, are coming back. And I, I think there is a chance that Bradbury is back, especially if Slay is moved. But to your point, you know, bringing in new faces on this defense, I don't think is, is necessarily a bad thing. Like losing Slay because how talented he is, there's no spinning that. Your defense is worse without Darius Slay on it. But if you look at this team next year and, what, and the hurdles that they're going to come across, right? One of the main hurdles is going to be the Super Bowl bag. It's the fact that this team lost the Super Bowl. We saw it in 2018, right? It, it's tough to recover from. So when you talk about bringing in new players, it's going to be hard to bring in a trio as talented as Slay Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. But if you can go out and make a trade for somebody or sign a free agent, and that person comes clear of the baggage from the Super Bowl loss, I think there is a benefit to that. You know, I know how you feel about, about Slayer. You're talking about how this de- this defense is going to be definitely different if he's not here. So with that being said, does that to you kind of indicate that maybe with that 10th pick, they might be looking at the cornerback spot? Well, I think that the way, and I know the draft is still, you know, I think six or seven weeks away at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, like it could play out a number of ways, right? I, I do think that if you just look at the board now, there's a chance the best player on the board is a cornerback, but I really think they would prefer to go uh, defensive line at number 10 or with that first pick, whether it's trading up or moving back a little bit. They have been open to taking corners. I know they really liked Patrick Sertain uh, the year he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.C. Horn was someone they liked. So I don't think they're opposed to taking it. But if you look at what this team values, a number 10 pick is a massive asset. And you don't use a massive asset on a position. You, you would like to use it on a, a position you really value. Mm-hmm. And their middle, the middle of their line, that defensive tackle spot, is very much an issue right now. There is nobody there besides Jordan Davis. And who even knows what, he, what he's going to be next year. So I think they would be open to taking a corner. But I think they'd prefer to go defensive line there. Elliot, the other thing I was thinking about, and, and Hugh's been talking a lot about this. I, I know you've been on this. We talked the other day about it, about the, where the league is going, where you should invest your money. On the offensive side of the ball, to, or maybe also Isaac Sayamalo. Do you think it could signal that they, and we know Jalen Hurts' contract, that the money is going to be on the offensive side, not defense? Yeah, and, and don't forget Devontae Smith is up for a new deal next year, too. And they're probably going to have to pay him, if not wide receiver one money, something pretty close to it to keep him, right? So there's a lot of money that is being spent on the offensive side of the ball. Now, they still do have guys on defense. Like Hassan Reddick is one of the best pass rushers in the league. Josh Sweat, uh, you know, a very good pass rusher. They're both on team-friendly deals, ironically, to, to your point about where their money is invested. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joe, we've been through a lot of discussions about the Eagles over the years, whether it's who they're going to do, what are they going to do at head coach, what position they're going to value, all, all those type of things. It always leans offense, always. It's the smart decision by them. It's where the league is right now. We can talk about the defense in the Super Bowl. The bottom line is the Chiefs offense played better than the Eagles offense, and that's why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Like That's what happened, right? So ultimately, when the Eagles have a big asset, when they have big cap decisions to make, I think they're always going to lean offense, and I think that's a smart way to do it. Elliot, last one for you. Resolution on this? Do you think this is the kind of uh, situation for the Eagles that by early next week we, we kind of know where this is going, or do you think this could linger for a while? Oh, no. I, I think this is something that is going to come to a resolution very quickly. I mean, next Monday the legal tampering begins, so they can't officially execute deals then. But by then, they're going to really want to know what, what the largest cap hit on their roster, what's going on with them. So it wouldn't surprise me if – I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this got resolved like today. I, I think this is going to be something – that very quickly is going to come to resolution. But when we're at McGurk's next Wednesday and we're doing the birth town hall, 
I think we will know pretty definitively if Darius Slay is either going to be on this team or not. Great stuff. Elliot, appreciate you hopping on. Have a good weekend, and we'll be following. Follow Elliot, and of course, go Birds Pod uh, to uh, to react to all this. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate yep, you. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys soon. There he goes. Elliot Short Parks on all things Eagles. So how about that, you, at the end? He, he thinks this, this thing moves fast, whether they trade him, cut him, whatever, that this thing moves really fast. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be here. I think this is a, I think this is going to be like a, a pride a ego thing, mm-hmm. you know, because he you know he basically came out in his podcast said he wanted some more money. I don't I don't you don't take a pay cut like in a situation like that when you chirping about how well you played and you feel like you know you should have been an all pro corner. You don't you don't take a pay cut from the team that you were all pro corner with. Well, speaking of chirping, he, listen to Darius Slay uh, talking about the Super Bowl, how well he and his unit played in the Super Bowl, despite of course. You know, losing the game. Here's Darius Slade just, just recently. Come on, Juju. Y'all trolling. Man. And it rubbed me the wrong way since y'all be wanting out here clown and stuff. All pro JV. One of the best in the game. Did what he did. Of course, he got a holding call. I honestly hold every play. Just like y'all offensive guys push off every play. Now, let's be honest. Like, yeah, Mahomes a dog out there. And him and Travis had a crazy connection. Other than that, it was lights, camera, action out there for us. We having a field day. We was having a great, great game. We just had a hard time with caps. We did feel like our DBs was way better. And that's, that's what happened on the field, y'all. I think they threw for like, what, 180 pounds, 80 yards? Yeah, we won the number one pass defense for a reason. And you know, to come out like that, talking crazy, you need to fix that. That ain't called for, man. Y'all be taking it to a whole new level right now, man. Y'all new generation, a little weird. What? Lights, camera, action. 13 to 14, Mahomes in the second half of the game. Let's talk to Self here in North Philly. What's up, Self? Self. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That- no lock, no key today, man. I couldn't disagree with both of y'all no, no more, man. Like, this is what I call a plantation team, right? Now, listen to what I'm about to say. This is good boy, bad boy. This is personal, Hill. First of all, he wanted to, he lobbied for the defensive coordinator or defensive back coordinator to get the defensive coordinator job, but he didn't. But yet, and still, they used the the quarterback coach to become the, the the offensive coordinator. That's personal. He probably himself don't want to play for this new coordinator that they got in there now, right? So this whole thing, if you look at it, he speaks out. Yeah, they keep Bradbury and get rid of him because Bradbury's a good boy. He's quiet. Shut up. Be seen, not heard. Slay is not that dude. And Hugh, I'm going to tell you like I told John Ritchie, bro. You as a former player know better. If he not big play Slay, it ain't because his, his, his game went down. It, it's because they respect him too much to go to his side. You should know that, Hugh. See, if so, if this you is, a threat, they're not coming to your see, side. But, but see, so this is where, this is where I, I respect the fact that you are riding for him. But this is where we disagree because before I even got here and I knew any of this, I said there was a disconnect with this secondary. And the fact that people were complaining about this team not blissing as much as they would like to. I said, if that's the case, before I even knew any of this, before any of this ever ever came out, I always said, obviously, if they're not blissing like that, it must be because they don't have that much confidence in their secondary. No, so, it wasn't. Wait a minute. It listen, was listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying, so. And and for that, with that, Jonathan Gannon is the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And if you're not blissing as much, that must mean you don't have that much confidence in your secondary. And on top of that, this – to me, this is nothing personal. I'm reading the tea leaves. I, if, if anybody has a different perspective on all of this, is me because I was in Atlanta for the year. So what I'm telling you is what I see and how I see it playing out. The fact that you call this man 
and tell him that he can actively seek a trade uh, self, that tells me he didn't grade out the way that he thought he did. Like, that's what, just that's just but, being totally honest about the situation. But here, what that tells me is you talk too much, you got a big mouth, we don't want to hear what you got to say on your podcast, and then here we go. Take a pay cut. That's but, 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 self, but self, wait a second. But one, one thing, self, 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 hold on. He, he's self. talked since he got here. This is the first time they've asked him to, you know, to, to the permission for a trade. Like, they gave him a new contract, they traded for him. Self, I don't think his mouth is the problem if, he, if he's playing at a really high level. And, he, and he's obviously he was younger two years ago, right? He was 30, 31. Now he's 32. Like you said, maybe he's not creating out as much. He's, he's always talked. Like, they, tra- they traded from the game of contest. I don't think it's personal. They, they got him here two years ago, three years ago. Eagles do not like players that talk. But man. they we traded for that. him. Self, they traded for him. Like they, they traded for him because of his skill. Right. right. The so the moment so, you speak against the team, bro, you got to go. But wait, but wait. It, it's more than that. The, his and Self, we appreciate it. And, and, and listen, I, I appreciate that we do have people out there that, that are on the side of this. And by the way, one of our poll questions up at uh, midday at WIP Midday Show. More people think it would be a mistake. Over 50% on our poll early on today think it would be a mistake to trade Darius Slay. So a lot of people obviously are like self, but you the, the idea that it's about his personality, they traded for him. Yeah. They they gave him a contract three years ago. See, I don't like again, like people a lot of people that feel this way have a different perspective because you've been in it longer than I have. And I respect that. No, no doubt about that. But when I got here, I told you. And I said this since I've been here, there's obviously a disconnect somewhere. And now you have the defensive coordinator come in and and it's like a guy that's watching film self and Mm -hmm. he's looking at it and he's like, okay, I don't like the way this guy plays. And it might not even be that egregious. I'm just using that as a, as an example. But the bottom line is this, if if I want to run a certain defense and I know how aggressive I want my team to be, I need certain players that match that that fit the criteria that I need for them to play the position the way that I want to play it. And obviously for this team to to be talking about revamping the secondary the way that they are, that just says to me that regardless of what Slay says, that just says to me that he doesn't fit the criteria for what I need in my secondary. Yeah, and and his and his cap number doesn't fit the criteria. Two one five. Oh yeah, that too. Don't forget yeah. about the money. Yeah, like you know, it's one thing if if he was making four million dollars, I doubt we're having this conversation. But he's he's set to make twenty six million on the cap. It, it's a gigantic number. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to hop in react. The Eagles have given Darius a slight permission to seek a trade. It feels like the writing's on the wall that he's not going to be here. Chris is in Middleton. Hey, Chris. Yo, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Chris? Oh, listen, to all you Slay fans, listen, I'm going to pick your your sorry boy up, put him on my back, carry him to the airport, and give him a boot onto that plane. Goodbye, loudmouth. His problem is this last caller's lost. I don't know what he's talking about. He's in la-la land. Listen, the problem with Slay is Slay is who Slay has always been. He's always run his mouth, but he's cashing checks that his play doesn't back. And the Eagles are no longer in the business because they got to pay their franchise quarterback a large amount of money to give an average guy that kind of money who's in the decline of his career. And that's plain and simple. That's what it is. These people want to like try to convince themselves that it's something else. No, your boy can't play, and he's not worth the money. That's why they're going to trade him and get rid of him. And I'm you, all for it. You don't disrespect like a player. Just like, okay, perfect example. 
Jason Kelsey, and I know that probably might not be from where self's coming from, which I totally understand, brother. Like, it might not be a good example, but he's the best example that you have in this situation. Look at Jason Kelsey and the way that he's playing. Mm-hmm. They're, he's all being treated differently. Yeah, he's the all-pro. Right. Obviously, for Darius Slade, to, for them to ask him, coming off of all-pro year, that to, to take a pay cut, you're not grading out where we, where we think you should be or you're not worth the money that we're paying you. That's all they're saying. I don't think it has anything to do with the podcast. I, I really don't. I, no, I, I they, do they, not they, think they it has anything us. to do with that. Uh, Hugh, you couldn't be more right. And, and that's the whole thing with Kelsey, too. The, the, the thing with him is, listen, he, he played at an all-pro level. So, like, there's a huge difference there versus a guy who's declining. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm good with it. I, I, I'm ready to have him be gone. And, Joe, oh, hold on. You said something here. Try to slide that by the audience. What's that? You got a Wentz jersey? My son had. No, I never had one. My uh, son. Uh, my son. Now, Chris, just because I just because I didn't who think the guy was any good. Uh, he, so he we, gets, we got wait, it for him. So he gets it by association. <laughs> we, we, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, but listen, no, wait a second. Wait, or hold on. He's eight now. He was like four when, or three, yeah, I guess he was he four. Wa- that's what, that's he what he wanted. What am I supposed to say? He, Dad says the guy's a bum. I'm not going to get you the jersey. Like I can't tell him that he's four. Wouldn't, you wouldn't be a bad parent if you did. Say yeah, that, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. It's your par- it, it's your it's your responsibility as a parent. To guide the, your children in the right direction. I know, but and, you know, he, like, he he's getting it. Wait, wait, wait. He's getting it. He's getting. He's let him jump off a cliff. No, but he's getting into the game. I'm not. I, how do you tell a four and five year old? Hey, the quarterback of the team. Like he stinks. I want him out you, off the team. Uh you, you were so passionately against him, but yet you behind closed doors. See how he is, you behind closed is that doors. That's what it was. Over there going. Uh, now there's a difference. No, no, no. There, there's a difference between opinions and and trying to be a parent. Yeah, think, yeah he's trying and to keep his kid happy at that point. Guys, listen. Before you let me go, Joe, you are a baseball guy. I give you a lot of credit for that. This painter thing, mm-hmm. dude. This sounds like to me like we're getting ready for Tommy John. Why don't we just get it over with? So yeah. I'll let well, you guys go. Thanks for the time. You we appreciate, it, Chris. Yeah. I look. That's the second time I've heard somebody say that. Uh, so it's uh, a. Strain UCL or sprained UCL. Oftentimes, I bet if we go back and look at the articles, Hugh, of pitchers that have gotten Tommy John, it often starts this way, right? It starts with there's something wrong with the UCL, and then it, it, the whole thing tears. I mean, I, I forget what they called Bryce Harper's injury last year, but I think it was a sprained elbow. It's similar. Yeah, it was UC, they used UCL yeah, in terminology. I mean, this sometimes, but there also are sometimes where the guy has a rehab and he doesn't need surgery. Like, these are real people. You can't force them to get surgery if he and the and the agent don't want to do it yet. I mean, like you you can't just say, well, every time it's it's sprained, we get surgery. Sometimes this works. You once in a while, it doesn't need surgery. Yeah, I'm just looking up UCL recovery time. It says if you have a mild strain, it could take a few weeks, but up to at least two months. Mm-hmm. It could take to just to fully recover. I mean, they said he won't pick up a baseball for four weeks, which you to me that means he's going to restart spring training in four weeks, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he he got shut I, down. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we're not. Nah, I don't think so. Like, if it, if from what I'm reading for this, like to your point, it, it could be something more. So I, they'll probably be very, very cautious very. with the way that they handled this whole thing and the 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 second opinions and everything. They're gonna be super cautious with this. Like that, I think he you probably won't see him at all this year. Yeah, and if we do, if we see him. It's probably closer to the All Star break than anything. Like they're gonna slow play this, which I'm okay with. Now, to, to the caller's point, yeah, I mean, if he eventually needs surgery, it sets the whole timetable back, and it's a shame. But, I mean, I think it was like six or seven years ago, Masahiro Tanaki, he was a pitcher with the Yankees. He came over from Japan. 
he he had a, a slight tear in his UCL and he never got surgery to pitch forever. So not everyone's the same. Everyone's body's a little bit different. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Scott is up here. What's up, Scott? What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Hugh? What's going on, man? Hey, How you Scott. Doing? So I really think that I actually disagree with a few callers because I, I think Howie's playing it smart this year. I, I think 2018 was when he made the mistakes and he really rushed a lot of those contract decisions, had kind of played with his heart. And I think it's actually showing this offseason that he's taking his time and really thinking the process out and not getting rash and overpaying guys because he likes guys, especially because a lot of these guys are right on the brink of 30. Yeah, Scott, it may have shown growth from Howie. You're right, because last time that they were in this spot, he basically just ran the whole thing back, right? Let's bring back everybody. And, and Scott, I'm glad you brought up his age. 32, I mean, how many corners play really well 33-34? Not many. No, nah, not many. And I, and I think that, to be honest, it's about the uh, the new defense coordinator, Coach Desai. He wants to get in his guys. He wants to try to run a different philosophy on defense. So Darius Slate might not fit fit his overall philosophy. Yeah, and, and all I got to say to you guys, we're going to fire people After reading that quote, the Jalen Hurts told those guys at the Maxwell Club that he didn't walk through the fire to smell smoke. I, I know for a fact that he's going to carry it. Or, or he's going to run for mayor. <laughs> he's going to win. Because <laughs> that offense next year is going to be loaded. We get the right running back. He has a good chance to do the same thing Mahomes did this year with a bunch of kids on that defense. Just get some speed, be able to cover a little bit. The offense is going to have to carry you. Well, that's for sure. It's going to be an offensive team next year, Scott. We appreciate the phone call. Um, yeah, that. I wonder where Jalen Hurts comes up with it. You think he like writes him out? They yes. come to him right away? Because didn't he put a patent on one of the quotes that he had? He like, did he, put, he a did put a patent on it. He's not it. Listen, Jalen Hurts is a very, very smart young man. Yep. He's very, very calculating. He knows exactly what he's doing. He wants to win. That I'm not saying that he does not want to win, but he knows exactly what he's doing. What was Patton on? I had a purpose. I had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. That's a, yeah. pr- that's a good that's one. That's a, a really good one. You yeah. know what? A lot of these, though, like how many of these are just regurgitated from Nick Saban meetings at Alabama? Well, probably. A probably a lot of them. But they're his now. And, Kyle, you will never say nothing negative about Jalen Hurst on this radio station again. All of those quotes, he was the first to ever say them in life. We'll Sa- see about that. Saban who? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't play well next year. You'll hear a lot of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. All right, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in here on the Midday Show. we got a lot to do today, a lot to get to. Uh, later in the show, we will have a crossover at Mark Cerise. They're down in Clearwater, Great, I mean, really a great interview yesterday with Bryce Harper. If you haven't heard it, go check out the full interview um, on the Odyssey app, their podcast feed. Great interview with Bryce. They'll be down there again for the show today. So they're going to hop on with us later in the show, do a little crossover. On the other side, we'll get back to all your reaction on all the breaking news. Andrew Painter, he has a sprained UCL. He's going to be out at least four weeks. They're going to basically shut him down for four weeks. Then we see what happens and ramp back up. Chuck Fletcher, obviously, fired by Flyers. But the big one, Darius Slay, has been given permission to seek a trade. Both you and I agree on this one. It, it would be fine. Not a mistake to trade Darius Slay. Where do you come down to that? 215-592-9494. On the other side, we're here at rumblings of the Eagles' connection to a certain someone that Darius Slay not a fan of. Well, the Eagles found their next linebackers coach. Was it Matt Patricia? We'll hit it next, along with your reaction on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And don't forget... My friends over at FanDuel. This March, it's a great month. They take You can take your first shot at college hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket, and you'll land 200 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend on betting everything from the money line to points press. That 5 versus 12 seed matchup, you've been buying all an app that's safe, secure, 
and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than on FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and make every moment more with FanDuel. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He had a problem with you working out with, like, great players, correct? Yeah, big problem. So what did he say? I mean, he just like, you know, basically just said, like, hey, you're not in that category yet. But uh, by that time, I only had one Pro Bowl, but now I'm at five, so I don't know how you feel about that now. Are you shocked that the Patriots didn't do well with Matt Patricia back then uh, and him? Nah, not that. I, you know, I don't, I don't wish no bad on no man. I always hope the best for him. But as a man, you know, me and him, just don't, we just don't get along. But his coaching as a coach, you know, he's, he's a smart coach. He, uh, he knows his X and knows. He knows how to uh, coach a guy up. But it's just being a man, you know, uh, the, the, the disrespect is not what I'm with. No, no disrespect for uh, for Darius West Slay beef. there. I like that, West Beef. <laughs> Obviously talking about Matt Richard. Welcome back at WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-9494. So he was on Matt Patricia there, who the Eagles did seemingly have some reported interest in to be their linebackers coach. Hugh, they did pick a linebackers coach yesterday. It is not Matt Patricia. They um, they picked DJ Elliott, who's coming here from Temple, to coach the Eagles linebackers. You ain't even got to move. He's right here. You know what I'm saying? You're right here. Just go, just, you know, just move your, you know, take all your stuff, pack up your office, and you're out. That's pretty easy, actually. That's pretty, yeah, not not bad at all. Yeah. Is that Elliot Troy Parks' overnight radio name, DJ Elliot? That is. That, that would be perfect. Is that right? It's spelled okay. the same way, 1L, 1T. What do you okay. make, What do you think of that? When you when like if you had to write Elliot down, would you would you write it the Elliot Shore Parks way? Or would you? I, I would put. I was two, two L's, L's two T's. I have a cousin named Elliot. We yeah. call him L, and it's E L L. I always have to make sure I when I type out Elliot's name, Elliot Shore Parks, that mm-hmm. I do it the right way. He's one L one T. Does he get upset if you spell his name wrong? He I don't seems think like so. the type that he well, would get upset. I mean, he goes by ESP. Maybe it's just easier for everybody that way. Yeah. Even his, uh, his email address here, like if people want to send him emails, which I'm not sure if people just yell on he, Twitter. He does seem like the type that he would definitely want you to get his name spelled right. Yeah, well, we'll make sure we do that on the midday show. So, you know, Slay, <laughs> obviously not a Patricia guy. Eagles don't go that direction. But, I mean, Slay has opinions on coaches. Here's what he thought, and someone brought this up earlier, you know, the whole coaching staff change. Slay was in favor of Denard Wilson, who obviously didn't get the job. Sean Desai did. Here's Slay talking about Denard Wilson. With me being with Denard every day, we preach and talk about game all the time. He never steered me wrong, not once yet, man. So, like I said, I'm just surprised that he's been in the game for 15 years and I had a D.C. job. He's a smart dude, man. He played in his league before, so I won't be surprised, you know, sooner or later he'll have one of them jobs. Well, he didn't get it with the Eagles. He's down in Baltimore now. 215-592-9494 to re- uh, hop in and react here. Would it be a mistake for the Eagles trade Darius Slay? It is our Twitter question sponsored by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PI 
DentalCenter.com. 53, I'm surprised by this. 53% on our poll and nearly 3,000 votes so far believe it would be a mistake to trade Darius Slay. No, I get it. I respect it. I mean, because people are looking at it from the perspective of, you know, the the way that they see that the defense played this year and, and, and his contribution, the fact that he's a pro bowler, all pro. Uh, but there's something like I think this is when you have to go deeper and you have to ask yourself why. And I know for a lot of people, they feel like the why is he talks too much. Listen, if you can play, you're going you're gonna to play. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just that's just how it is. If, if you're a player like you would tolerate that. And it's not like he's a bad guy. It's not like no. he's out there, you know, doing drive by shootings or, or, or carrying guns and clubs or anything like that. Nope. So I don't think that that carries any weight when people use that as an argument. I really don't. I just think that when you look at the film and you look at certain things that you want your secondary players to do, he's not doing them. He's not doing them. Yeah, and not enough to justify the money he's being yeah. paid. And then it comes down to that, and we'll see if he finds a trade and if he's out of here. Let's talk to Jeff, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Jeff. Hey, fellas. How you doing? What's up, Jeff? You welcome back to the area, man. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you. I think, really, the Eagles are playing this smart in two aspects. They're not. They're letting him seek a trade. And it's a win-win for the Eagles. Primarily, I don't think it's going to be a mistake because there's like five to six guys, corners that are top-notch corners in this draft that I think the Eagles are looking at. I think the Eagles are definitely taking a corner with the first pick and the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. Well, they might be. And, Jeff, to your point um, and, and how the draft may play out, I mean, we don't know yet, but it certainly seems like there's three or four quarterbacks that could go top 10, which means that pushes good players down the board to the Eagles. If all four of those quarterbacks, and I, I think there's a real chance all four go in the top 10, that means someone's pushed down to the Eagles at 10. Well, that's not only, not only quarterbacks, but you look at the situation – with the Georgia uh, def- uh, defensive tackle, K- Jalen Carter. Yep. That pushes everything down, and that pushes, I think, who the Eagles are targeting. And I kind of like Christian Gonzalez better than all of them. If the Eagles can get I – know, I know Detroit likes him as well, but if the Eagles can get Christian Gonzalez with that first pick, that's a home run for them, and he's a day-one corner. You have to build through the draft. And I think the Eagles have made many, many mistakes – Looking at them signing other free agents, looking at what they have, and looking at the cap number this year and next year, the Eagles are playing this smart. Even if they even can, can you imagine this? If the Eagles potentially get a third round draft choice for Slay, that's a win for the Eagles. That's well, yeah, Jeff, yeah, I they're, they're accumulating picks. I agree. I yeah. you're and they picks. want picks, so I think they're looking at it from a smart aspect. I'm not listen. I like Slay too. I like Slay better than Bradbury. But if you're looking at it holistically down the road, this is a good situation for the Eagles if they can get another good pick, you know, for, for Slay. They're allowing him to go ahead and seek the trade, which says, okay, this is what he felt like he could find. If we're good for it, then it's better for us. But getting rid of Slay, I mean, ideally, I, you know, ideally, I would like for him to stay. But you look at the future of this team and how they're building this roster you're getting rid of primarily because of the corners in this draft. This benefits people. Yeah, and ten sitting there for them. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna vet all these young guys, and they're gonna pick the ones that they feel fit their defensive philosophy for this upcoming year. Uh, I, I think this is still a fluid situation because there's a lot of guys that we haven't that 
are potentially going to be free agents that we haven't heard a whole lot about being talked about. Only guys that we've really, you know, kicked the tires on is like Jason Kelsey and mm-hmm. heard Brandon Graham's name. Everybody else is still really up in the air. Well, and the other thing I think is interesting, Hugh, when it comes to what they could get back for Slay, they don't have many picks in the middle of this draft. Mm-hmm. And and you think about their roster, like who would they trade, right? We know some guys are going to walk away as free agents, but and the comp picks, you get them a year later, right? So if Bradbury signs somewhere, Eagles will get a pick, but that's not till next year. Mm-hmm. So in this draft, they have two ones, number 10, number 30. They have a second-round pick, third. They don't have a fourth or fifth-round pick. You know what that tells me? They could probably – I'm sure they get a four for Darius Slay. If they, or Elliot said maybe a, a five that becomes a four, a four becomes a three. If they could get a mid-round pick from this year, I think that's appealing. They don't have any of those. Yeah, yeah, and I, I look at it like this. It's going to be – I guess it's going to be on Slay and his agent to go out and actively seek a team that's willing to do that because I'm pretty sure that – Eagles have given parameters to, to Slay and his agent about what they were willing to take for him mm-hmm. and to see if he can get that money back. So it's going to be it's going to be one of those things to see how – hey, it, his agent is Drew Rose House, correct? It is. You're going to see if Drew can work that magic. He has done it in the past. Yeah, Drew, Drew's uh, obviously – darn good agent. He, he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk to Daniel in Virginia. What's up, Daniel? Hey, what's up, Joe and Joe? How you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Daniel. Hey, I just want to remind everyone, you know, we had a good last year, but if this can very quickly, we trade Slay for a third or fourth round pick. We end up with Sidney Jones, Zach McPherson, and we sign back Steven Nelson. So recency bias, I think, is playing into it a lot here. And my question for Hugh is, if you were drafting a top 10 corner, who would you want on that secondary to help show that man Keely how to Ringo. become a number one CB? Keely Ringo. I've said it, man. I think that Akili Ringo, I've seen, I saw him play, played at Georgia. He's a bigger corner, uh, plays pretty physical. I'm willing to go out there and let him play. I, I, I'm willing to take Akili Ringo over there, Slay. But Be- would you want him to learn from James Bradbury, Darius Slay, I would want, and TJ I would want him to learn from the coach that's coaching him. I mean, it's great. Listen, it's great to have great players around you that help you become great players. But that's not their job. And and the one thing that, that I understand where people are coming from, you, you think you benefit from having uh, players like that around you. You do. There's some benefit to that. But it's not their job to teach you to be a good corner. It's the coach's job to do that. And it's the, and it's your, it's the burning desire inside you to want to be a better player. That's where it all starts. Yeah, right. and, and Daniel, and, and I hear your point, and we appreciate your phone call. I mean, Hugh, there is a chance. He brought up some corners here that didn't play well, right? That, that he was He's afraid they're going to end There's up with some. There's always a chance. You there is a chance. Yeah, I mean, look – are we sure if Slay's not here, the guy that replaced him is better than him next year? You, I'm not sure. It, listen, this is the thing that we as fans have to come to grips with. There's always going to be bad picks. Like, if you look around the landscape of the NFL, I'm not even talking about the Eagles' first-round draft. Everybody. That were bad. Everybody makes a bad pick in the first round. It's on Howie and his team to make sure that they don't have as many. They're going to have some. It's, in, it's inevitable. You're going to have some bad first-round draft picks. But it's incumbent upon them to make sure that those guys are few and as far between as they can, you can possibly make them. Well, I mean, I'd say 50% is a decent hit rate in the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you get 50%, you are, you are GM of the year. Yeah, and, and we talk about how he misses all the time. But, you, but you're right. Every GM has him. It's funny. The Jets now, right? The Jets look like they're set up. They might get Aaron Rodgers because they had a great draft last year, yeah. right? They got Wilson. They got Brees Hall. That the same GM, Joe Douglas, who was obviously here with the Eagles a few years ago, he took Zach Wilson with the second pick in the draft. That guy, that, he can't play. Yeah. So they all miss. They all make mistakes. And 
yes, is there a chance they trade Slay and they make a mistake and they draft a corner they can't play? Sure, but there's also a chance you that they trade Slay and they get a fourth round pick and that fourth round pick becomes a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah, you know, you know, and just so to give people a little bit of perspective from Atlanta, of course, because that's where I was at. Remember the year that the Atlanta Falcons drafted uh, Vic Beasley mm-hmm. from Clemson, the ninth overall pick in the NFL draft. Pass rusher. Yeah, had a pretty decent year. I had 15 sacks the year when they went to the Super Bowl. Vic Beasley's playing in the XFL right now. You know who was the best defensive lineman that they got out of that draft that they also got from Clemson? I think it was in the fifth round, Grady Jarrett. Yeah, hey, hey, listen, people put – I know there's a lot of stock on those first-round draft picks, but – you, you, your bread and butter of your team, the meat and potatoes, is those later-round draft picks, those diamonds in the roughs, those gems that, that you find. And I'll never forget the story about Grady. Grady's mom, uh, Alicia Jared, she, she was telling the story about how she used to send Grady to all these training camps and stuff, these elite, these elite camps, and they would always give him uh, low grades because he wasn't one of the biggest defensive linemen out there. And he used to, I remember her saying he was sitting in the car crying because he wasn't getting the accolades that he thought that he deserved. Now nah, he's one of the high-paid defensive tackles in the league. That's what you. That's where Howie needs to do his job. Like everybody, like listen, everybody that calls into the station can tell you everything that you want to know about the first overall picks. They'll tell you about the Bijan Robinsons mm-hmm. and 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 the Joey Porter Juniors and all the other stuff. What about those late round cats? that you have to find, those diamonds in the rough that you have to find. That's where you build your football team. Well, I'll give you two examples, Hugh, that are, are one is a gigantic one in Eagles history, the other one is becoming that. 2011, Danny Watkins was their first-round pick. Mm-hmm. They got J.C. Kelsey in the sixth round. Yeah. So they, they, they found a Hall of Famer in the sixth round, and the first-round pick. Brian a Hall of Famer. Second he round. Wasn't, he wasn't a high pick. How about this? Um, they drafted Dillard in the first round. Didn't really work out, right? He never really yeah. played. But they got Jordan Mailata at the end of the draft. Like that's it. See, people like like this is the thing, and and no disrespect to anybody that that feels the way that you do because that's how you feel. But you have to look at it. You got to look a little deeper, and 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 we're all enamored, and we're talking about these first round draft picks. Hell, the guy that replaces Slate might not even be the first round draft pick. It might be somebody else. It might be a fifth round draft pick or a sixth round draft pick. Whatever draft pick that we have after the first round, that's where you make your bones. The fact that. The, the reason why Howie is considered the GM of the year or Andy Reid, whatever you want to say, is because of a guy like Jason Kelsey. When you look at the, when you look at the Hall of Fame, when you look at the Hall of Fame, it's probably more later-round draft picks in the Hall of Fame than our first-rounders. You're probably right. Yeah, I mean, un- some undrafted guys, too. Yeah. Kurt Warner. I mean, came yeah. out of nowhere. It, ha- it happens. It happens a lot. Um, so, and this year, and you said it, every GM's going to miss on picks, right? You know what helps you? The more picks you have, it's just like, right, it's like throwing darts, right? The more darts you have to throw. They only have four picks before the seventh round. Two ones, a two, and a three. Like, if they could trade Slay for a mid-round pick, I, I, I'm I, I'm up for it. Joe's in Mayfair. What's up, Joe? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Love the show. Love the talk. Listen, all that matters, you know, you can't have Johnson, Gardner Johnson and Slay talk bad about anything after you lose the Bowl to the public and the press. Inside you can, not outside. It's got to, it's got to play a little bit of it. His, his money plays a little bit of it. You know, it's, it's value for, for, the, for the dollar. Right now, you know, Slay's value for the dollar is it's not good. It's dropping. So you do what you got to do, Howie, to make the team better for the rest of the decade. Um, I don't think the Eagles, by the way, are going to stay at number 10. Um, if you know Howie very well, I can't see him picking number 10 and having another flop. What I would do if I was Howie, you drop down five, seven spots. You pick up a third and a fourth, plus plus you get the one. 
that's how you create your your space because the four quarterbacks are going to go in the top ten. Everybody else is coming down. And if you know that as a general manager, you're going to play your cards right. You're going to get value for that number ten pick. And you don't have mid-round picks, so that's that's the way you get it. Yeah, Joe, I could see them doing the opposite of what they did last year. I think they traded away three picks to move up for Jordan Davis. Remember that? They they could do the opposite where they trade back to like I don't know thirteen, fourteen, and they get three picks. That's what that's what I see them doing because they still have another another number one pick. It also is going to cost them. I know it's a rookie salary cap, but you also have to realize that you let these other players go, you are going to get compensatory picks. That's what the Niners got. They got a, a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Eagles, rather than slightly overpaying players that are getting older, now you can underplay players that are younger. And, you know, you get the first four years to see, to grow and develop players, and that's how you're able to manage your cap. I mean, if Pacheco's not a Kansas City Chief, there's chances they don't win a Super Bowl. You have to find mm-hmm. diamonds in the rough when you're spending 35 to $55 million for a quarterback. Totally agree. And, and, you know, when you have players that are not under contract, what's what's more important first? Getting younger through the draft or going out and signing these players first and then having less to work with after you draft? You have to draft properly first and then fill your team with free agents. It's not the other way yeah, around. Yeah, you're right, Joe. Joe, we appreciate him. He, he mentioned the age thing, too. Age matters. Yeah, it's a young man's game. And, and, I, and, and that was the one thing that was always preached to me by older players, retired players. This is a young man's game. You hang on as long as you possibly can, and then you move on. I mean, that, that's just the reality of the situation. I understand, like, for, for fans, it's probably a little bit harder. I understand that more now than I ever have before in life because that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at, first and foremost, this is a business. This is a business, and the Eagles are in business of staying relevant and trying to win championships. And the only way that you do that is is keep your team in, in cap friendly and try to get the absolute best players that you could possibly get. Why do you think there's so many different scouts and, 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 and people that work behind the scenes that get poached from good teams? Why do you think there's so many scouts that leave the Eagles and go get bigger jobs somewhere else? Because they do a hell of a job of finding diamonds in the rough. Five a couple years ago, Jeff Fleury, it was right after their I think it was right after their bad season. He said he thought they had five future GMs in the front office. And a couple of those people, maybe two or three, have been hired by other teams already. Yeah, Jason Light you was here. Jason Light was a scout. Yep. When I was here playing, he was a scout here. And to see that, it's just like, wow. But that's what you do when you when you have a good group of people around you that can identify talent. Because that's what we're doing, people. We're trying to identify talent. Like the first round talent, like I said, everybody know who that th- those guys are. We can all watch a highlight of B. John yeah. Robinson and say, that it's kid can run. the other guys. Yeah. You got to figure out who those other guys are. Yeah, well, you do, and that's what the Eagles trying to do right now. And, and whether it's worth this to keep Darius Slay, 215-592-9494 to hop in. The Darius Slay situation, if you just joined us, uh, the Eagles have granted Darius Slay permission to seek a trade. Both you and I agree on this one. It, it would not be a bad thing for the Eagles to move on. Uh, we don't think it would be a mistake. Do you? Let's talk to What's up to Kareem in Southfield? What's up, Kareem? Kareem, what's going on, y'all? Listen, I don't, I don't necessarily think it would be a bad idea, but.
But I think that there's a lot of different variables in this situation. And it really doesn't have anything to do with how much Darius Slate talks as far as the game and, and the podcast situation. I really think it has to do with his opinion about uh, Denard Wilson, and mm. that was his guy. I think that that's one of the reasons. And I think that the Eagles probably offered Slate uh, an extension to, re- to, to restructure that contract and probably said, listen, We'll do three years. Like, you're 30 years old, you'll be 31 by the time the season starts. We'll do three years. We'll restructure. We'll give you probably offer, like, another uh, $4 million or something. And Slay, like, no. So they probably told, told Slay, like, uh, well, you can go out there in the market and see what you can get. Everybody knows. And that secondary, Philadelphia doesn't keep people over 30 years old. We could go all the way back. Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, yep. uh, Brian Dawkins. Uh, the only person that I ever seen the Philadelphia Eagles re-up with that was over 30 was Malcolm Jenkins after the Super Bowl year. Then they let him go two years well, And remember, so. Kareem, and remember, he, they kind of transitioned him. He almost became more of a linebacker because he couldn't run anymore. So mm-hmm. you, it, it, it's, it's the way it works. So you get over 30, you lose a step, you're in trouble. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's the business of the game, and, 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 that, and that's what I think it is. I don't think, I don't think that, it, that, is, that is a personal situation, but I, and, and, this what I, and, and Hugh, you, you, you made reference to this about two weeks, uh, two weeks ago when you were speaking about McNabb and T.O. I also think that it will break up the locker room, his opinion about Denard, and he has an influence on other players in that locker room, and it, and it, it causes separation, and I believe that the, that the coaching staff and everybody else in there sees that as well. So I don't I don't see it as a bad thing, but if they able to, to get him to, to, to stay, I think it it'll be a plus. But only stay if they only can offer him two years. I'll keep him for another two and let him go after that. I don't and, and Hugh, I'm sorry man, I can't agree with you about the decline. I don't see see the decline in his play. I see that he takes too many risks. With certain, on, on certain plays because they're not playing the press coverage, so they, they play off so much. He tried to jump the route so much that when he misses, he misses bad. Well, they might well, okay. not like that. that. That's that's a decline, bro. I mean, Kareem, that that's like whether like you might not like my wording, and and I'm using the wording because I'm looking at potentially what they're saying about him. You know, to okay. your point, it might not he they to your point he might not play the way that the new defensive coordinator wants him to play. And that's, that's the true. reason why they're they're willing to move on from it. Okay, I I, I can agree with that. I, he, he might not fit the system in the yeah. team. I mean, it, it's a, to bring listen, in. he it's a great chance that he will go somewhere else, get the money that he wants, and play at a high level and go to the Pro Bowl and prove the Eagles wrong. But for what they're potentially asking their corners to do now, he might right. not fit the scheme. He might not fit schematically. And that changes things, Kareem. And it, it does. And Kareem, man, we've heard the phone call. One other note, Elliot uh, sent this to me. I think it's, it's a little bit interesting just because they have a lot going on here. So, if, Hugh, if the Eagles trade him, they save $17 million in cash. You know what's coming to Jalen Hurts in the next couple weeks? Like cash, right? Because they have to pay him some of that money up front. Yeah, he's now, about to get paid. He's he is about to get paid. I'm not, I'm not saying the Eagles are, are hard up for money, but it, any savings is savings as you try to put, a, put together a team here. So there's a lot going on here. But, Hugh, the more that we talk through it, talking to Elliot, Jeff McClain's report, I, I'm going to be surprised now if he's back. I, I don't think he's coming back. I think that there's a lot of things in play here that, that people aren't aren't really seeing. And, and, I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. He let it be known that he wants more money. You don't go backwards. You, that's hustling backwards when you, when you have a team <laughs> right. that tells you, hey, 
we'll give you a pay cut. That means you you're not getting they're not giving you that money in a sign of in the in the in, the, in, in a signing bonus. They're, they're they're reducing your salary. They might you know who knows. He might not want to take that. He the the way that they structure that deal, he might not want to take it. And he's like, hey, I'm out. I'm gonna go try to find some money somewhere else. I don't see Darius Slay because of the verbiage of of how it came out. You're taking a pay cut. I don't see him coming back. No, I don't I, see I don't see him swallowing that pride because that's what you're talking about now. After after everything that he said about his play this year. Swallowing that pride and being a, a Philadelphia Eagle next year. I don't see that. I don't either. I think this is over. 215-592-9494. Do you think it'd be a mistake for the Eagles trade Darius Slade? They've given him permission here to seek a trade. We'll continue. A lot of reaction on this. On the other side, all your calls on Slay. We also have a Q&A next. Excited for this. Week Woo-hoo. two of Q&A. We'll see what questions are thrown at me. Make sure to get your questions on our Twitter and Facebook. Also, more details on the Andrew Painter injury. Is it good or bad news? We'll tell you next right here on the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.